0: Welcome to the very first issue of the Cybernetic Atheist podcast. I've not decided on a frequency yet, and if I do, life does manage to happen, you know. So no guarantees, folks. I'm a bit new at this, so please, if you have any comments or questions or criticisms that might help me do better, feel free to let me know. I was perusing Ophelia Benson's Facebook page back in 2014, I think it was. And one of the commenters posted a comment about the negative consequences of believing in superstition. It rang a bell with me, and I wrote a post about it, which I put on my blog. So I'm going to read that off now, eh, with a couple of changes here and there. There are numerous negative things religion brings to society, which many religious folks either overlook or are brainwashed into thinking are good mainly because they believe it's good because they're told it is, but have never actually examined the issues to see what the reality is. So today, we're going to look at a few things. As I see it, there are at least three major areas in which religion, believing in superstition, brings negative consequences to society. 1. Patriarchy 2. Sex 3 politics and the law those are going to be in three parts part one two and three but of course these aren't the only issues we have in society today but each of these are major and they affect broad areas of society so let's take them one at a time part one patriarchy Patriarchy is defined as, one, social organization marked by the supremacy of the father and the clan or family, the legal dependence of wives and children, and the reckoning of descent and inheritance in the male line, broadly controlled by men of a disproportionately large share of power, two, a society or institution organized according to the principles or practices of patriarchy. <clears throat> this all sounds very clinical and almost reasonable, doesn't it? But what are the consequences of these things? In the modern context of our present-day political scene, the relevant part of that is about the legal dependence of women and children, though we will see other consequences of it as well. In today's, in today's Western society, especially the United States, the practice of patriarchy is at least partially based on religion in the republicans war on women it is based on biblical structures requiring men to be the head of the household and women being denied the right to be in charge of men in other words they're relegated to second-class citizenship now in the larger u.s society in the last hundred or so years we've managed to back some of that off women can now own property in their own names vote drive cars, work outside the home, and in fact at jobs traditionally reserved for men, and can marry or not according to their own wishes. But I want to back things up a bit and note some negative consequences of allowing the fundamentalists to begin denying women those rights, as they seem wont to do, which will highlight some ways in which we have failed to progress into a more modern way of thinking about women. First of all, Think about the term dependence in that definition above. Legal dependence especially. What does that entail? Briefly, it means a woman or a child has no legal rights of her own. She has to have a male guardian who has the right to care for her as a legal responsibility. That has two consequences. The Most obvious is that she has no rights of her own. He can pretty much force her to obey his every wish and she has no legal recourse unless he is neglecting her welfare. She is, in fact, virtually his property. In many countries, this is in fact the case. But wait, there's another side to it. He is obligated to care for her. That means he's responsible legally to feed her, clothe her, and provide her with shelter. This isn't something he has a choice in. It becomes his legal obligation, for which he is liable if he fails. But what if he can't? What if his resources aren't up to the task? Sure, he can neglect her to her detriment, but that leaves him vulnerable to accusations of neglect, which may, if his society cares, cost him. Either way, this kind of situation is exactly fair to either one. Worse for the lady, since she's the one losing her rights, of course, but if she is prevented by the social or legal rules to not be able to work, the whole family suffers. In fact, the entire society suffers. This is actually the worst part of the patriarchal system, the entire society, from the individual to the family to the potential employer to the city, state, and the entire country. Everybody suffers, both socially and economically. To stop half of the population from working is to cut your potential GDP in half at the very least, even if you only go halfway and allow women to work but restrict them to certain jobs, and equally restrict men to certain jobs. You're still preventing people from working in their best way, and potentially most skilled career. The potential of people working at their best level, and in a skill they're best suited for, is huge. And the frustration for both men and women in being prevented from doing that is as huge as the potential. The cost of such false restrictions based on arbitrary and unnatural reasoning is perhaps not as bad as a complete ban on women working, but it is a non-trivial figure. Society suffers in other ways. Women are actually as smart as men and as capable of doing anything men can, save perhaps on average some jobs or tasks requiring major body strength. And even there, some women exceed that standard and do quite well in those circumstances, as, on the other hand, some guys fail. In the U.S., after over a century of women working, there's plenty of evidence that many aspects of society are better off with the participation of women. Corporations find that women make better organizers, deal better with adversity, and are better at mediating conflict. In politics, women, when allowed to work independently, are often better at compromise and negotiations, than men. As costs have risen in recent decades, women have been forced into the workplace, bringing in much-needed resources and allowing single women to raise children alone under better economic conditions than once was allowed. I could go on, but it's obvious from these examples, which are only a few examples out of many, that were women forced back into the home, the economy of the U.S. would take a hit that would guarantee our immediate slide into third world status. Poverty would become instead of merely commonplace, rampant, and virtually the norm. The middle class would be destroyed and those in poverty would be devastated completely. Notice that I haven't even touched on the health care aspects of women's rights. and the devastation the American family would suffer were women no longer allowed to control their reproductive rights. In fact, the proposed restrictions on contraceptives would be devastating to not only women, but to the entire country as it would push us back into a time where women were not capable of stopping pregnancy. This does, of course, include the prohibitions against abortion. The social consequences of this would be to push many women out of the workforce and reinstate the social pressures against allowing women to work, with the consequences noted above. I haven't addressed the other side of the issue, which is the damage to men the patriarchal system can and does do. This system not only imposes restrictions on women, but imposes strict, depending on the time period and the culture involved, roles for the two different genders. Note here the refusal of this system to even acknowledge the assistance of the LGBTQ folks. This framework of strict roles is restrictive and limiting for both men and women. Men may have a larger menu of choices, but they are no less prevented from crossing that line than women are. Some women are great corporate managers some are great politicians some aren't men many men just suck at those roles and choose to do other things including these days staying home to take care of the kids numerous articles have been written by guys who have done this and it's liberating for them to be able to do so as it is liberating for women to be able to be corporate managers some guys are fantastic secretaries or office managers or nurses Men can be social workers, cooks, daycare workers, pole dancers, and strippers, and they can be good at it. Patriarchy would prevent them from doing all this, as those are not traditional men's jobs. Men are forced into a false and totally artificial image of manhood that is as false and artificial as the image of womanhood the ladies are forced into. This produces mental and psychological stress, often damage that hurts the individual's their families, and their friends, often their employers as well. It also forces men into this culture of rape we all know so well, but I'll deal with that in the sex topic. In short, patriarchy is not a system that is supportive of society, but is damaging and harmful to a society that hopes to progress into a modern, peaceful, and productive society, which accords equal rights for all citizens. In short, it is un-American, in accordance with the ideals declared by us in the Declaration of Independence. Well, that's pretty much it for part one. Come back later for part two.